You're listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Glass City Church Podcast. This is host Justin Shirley, otherwise known as the intern of Glass City Church, here with co-host Jeff Lavalette, our beloved pastor and friend and confidant and shepherd. Wow. And... Wow. Uh, wear of fine caps. It's true. It's true. This is a, a Gurren and Brothers. Leather, and leather shoes. Well, it's true. Well. <laughs> so, Jeff, it's been an interesting, what was it, two weeks? Two weeks? You went to the Linger Conference, and how's your two weeks been, man? Two weeks been, um, I mean, it's been a whirlwind, honestly. It's been really good, but um, yeah, I went to the Linger Conference just to get away uh, with my buddy Corey, and... Um, Got to stay with his family out there in in in, uh, in the the great nation of Texas, and um, yeah, I just really had a great time with the Lord. Uh, he was putting things on my heart that I wasn't even expecting. Um, and uh, coming home, getting into uh, got to got to uh, speak at the day of mourning, which we can talk about in a minute here. And um, yeah, just getting back into preaching the gospel of John and spending time with my family and just you know, daily life. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been good, man. It's been good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So with, uh, so talk to me about the day of morning, how'd that go? Uh, talk to me more in depth. So, and I, and you and I talked about this the other day, but like, it was, uh, like three weeks ago, uh, maybe, maybe a little longer. Um, I think it was, yeah, beginning of February. Um, when we were, you know, kind of noticing a lot of, a lot of, uh, people on social media really weighing in on uh the abortion legislation that was going on and and we had talked about like you know it's great to you know to to voice your opinion but it really doesn't matter if you're not willing to do anything about it yeah and so you know it had just been praying about um you know not just being a a social media warrior uh but actually uh looking for ways that we can kind of uh get in the game yeah step step into the step into the ring so to speak and so Um, like a few days later, we got to meet with, uh, that girl from, uh, the Young Lives organization. It's like Young Life for, um, teen moms, for teen moms and, and moms to be and things like that. And, uh, we'll be, we'll be serving them in March. And then uh, a couple of days after that, I got a, uh, an email or a phone call or I don't remember what it was, uh, from, uh, a buddy of mine who leads worship in Perrysburg. Uh, his wife was putting together this day of mourning to bring churches, Christians together to, to worship God, to pray and to talk about, you know, ways that, that we can, um, be a force for good, not just what we're against, but what yeah. we're for. And, and so she invited me to speak on, uh, adoption, uh, because, uh, I was adopted, uh, when I was, you know, a month old and then my wife and I have adopted, uh, our two daughters. Um, and so I've kind of got a, you know, on, on both ends of that, uh, story, so to speak, and got to speak with a few. There were a few other people that spoke that day on different organizations here in Toledo. Uh, yeah. Things that are going on that a lot of people probably didn't even know about. And yeah, I had no idea. At least half of those organizations existed, if not more. Sure, sure. And so, no. All in all, it was it was great. I felt honored to get invited to speak um, and, and and share a little bit about um, you know my story and and the way the Lord has been working in my heart. And so. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely cool. Here's the, here's the bummer is I actually forgot to wear a black shirt to it 
And if you know Join me or have ever seen me, um, pretty much right now I'm wearing a black shirt. You know, I mean, I pretty much have uh, a closet full of Old Navy black crew neck t-shirts and V-neck t-shirts because it's easy and laundry is easy. Minimalist lifestyle, right? It's just, I just don't want to think about it, so it's just easy. And for that particular day, I decided to wear a navy blue shirt because one of my daughters was like, you look handsome in this navy blue shirt. You should wear this. And I was like, all right, I'll wear that. And then I showed up, and I felt like a big goofball. So, Hey, there's Grace, right? I hope so. (laughs) So we've been, uh, well, you've been gone a little bit, uh, obviously, with the Linger Conference. And um, so last uh, time we had talked, it was over John week, remind me, week four? Probably. John week four. Because this is week five, right? No, this, this was week six. So week been six. Week five. Yeah. All right, gotcha. So, um, but wanted to talk very kind of in depth of your sermon uh, this past week because um, there's just so much, so much uh, content to talk about and so many things to discuss. Um, and, and primarily um, talking about hell, which is how you opened up your sermon that hell is real and people are going there and that heaven is real and people are going there. And, yeah. um, so speaking of, of that, what should we as Christians believe about hell? Yeah. I mean, and just, just to, just to kind of say, you know, kind of touch on what you just said. I mean, that was, that was the, was the, the text was John three, one through 10, uh, Jesus speaking to Nicodemus about the need to be born again. Um, and looking at the example that Christ is setting there, um, that it is, um, it's a reality that you yeah. have to be born again or you won't, you won't see or enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of times we as Christians live life as if heaven doesn't exist because we don't put our hope there. Yeah. Or we, don't, we, we live life as though hell doesn't exist and that people aren't really going there because we, there's no urgency on our part uh, to, to tell people the things that Jesus was telling Nicodemus. Yeah. And, and, uh, and yeah, the doctrine of hell, uh, man, I mean... Um, you know, sixteenth century Saint uh, Teresa of Avila uh, said that wherever God is, there is heaven, and wherever God is not, there is hell. And um, mm. and I think that's I think that's a you know a very simple way to to think about it. Um, and so, in order to think rightly about hell, I think it's helpful to begin by understanding um, what hell is not. Uh, just you know, kind of uh, thinking through it. Um, uh, you know, to define something, sometimes you also want to use what it, what something is not in order to better understand what it is. Uh, hell is not heaven. You know, uh, regarding heaven, Sam Storms writes, we will constantly be more amazed with God, more in love with God, and thus ever more relishing his presence and our relationship with him. Our experience of God will never reach uh, its consummation. Like, like it's never going to end. It's never going to mm-hmm. just be, you know, it's just more and more and more through eternity. Yeah. Uh, it will deepen and develop, intensify, amplify, unfold, and increase, broaden, and balloon. Like, I mean, and I love, the, I mean, Sam's a great guy. He, he writes wonderfully. He uses words so effectively. I mean, that's what followers of Christ have to look forward to. Uh, and in a limited way, we can already experience some of this during our time on earth, because if you think about that, you know, our relationship with him is ever deepening even now. You know, it's developing. Like, if you're, we're not the same that, as, as we were a year ago. Yeah. You know, our our understanding of who God is, our, our amazement with God hmm. um, should should always be uh, ever expanding, and, and obviously in heaven even more so. Um, but there's only two options after we die. And that's, and that's why I think it's, it's interesting to think about what heaven will be in order to better understand what, what hell looks like, uh, biblically. Um, 
of those two options, you know, the trajectory for either one of those begins before we die. You know, if we follow Christ, we, we follow him all the way to heaven. It's mm-hmm. not like we just start following Christ after we die. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's more of a, oh my gosh, it feels like we've been communicating yeah. via FaceTime or something like that. And then, you know, when, when we die, when we get to be with him, now it's just in his presence, which yeah. is just so much more full. Um, There's no uh, left lane or right lane once we die to... No. To choose, okay, now right, I can. Right, it's like, oh, better, better change lanes. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a continuation of what we're already pursuing here on Earth. Hmm. Um, and if we reject Christ, either explicitly or implicitly, so if we're, I hate God, I don't believe He exists, or if we just live life as if, as if He doesn't, or we just kind of are apathetic, or, yeah. um, you know, if, if we're, uh, I'm trying to think of, there's a really, really good word to, to encapsulate what I'm trying to think of, and I can't. Nonchalant? Uh, no, it's not nonchalant. That's, I mean, it's a good, I guess that's a good, it's a hyphenated <laughs> word. But, no, is it hyphenated? I, I guess don't maybe know. It's not. I don't, I can't spell. Well, that's, actually, that's true. I've, I've edited some of your stuff, and that is, I, I will. That's not my spiritual gift. I right? will affirm that. Yeah, praise God for spell check. But, uh, um, you know, if we're, if we're just kind of, like, not really concerned with it, um, we don't have to just be I hate God or I I, I you know speak against God. Maybe we, mm-hmm. maybe we just ignore the fact or, or or we're just kind of, um, yeah, just just it's it's irrelevant. Yeah. Um. It's always the result of preferring something else, mm-hmm. usually ourselves or something that's created rather yeah. than the Creator. It's 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 there's always something on the throne, and if it's not God, it's always something else. It's not it's, there's not an absence of of somebody's occupying that throne of our hearts yeah and so um again that's the trajectory that we set here carries out into eternity yeah um so hell is just the destination of a life that follows that particular roadmap um i love the way paul puts it in romans 1 uh 22 to 23 says claiming to be wise they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal god for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And uh, uh, picking up in 28, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, and he's a wordsmith. Uh, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval hmm. to those who practice them. And so that's, again, kind of illustrating, you know, the road to hell, you know, kind of the, the trajectory of life that, that leads to hell. Um, and then when we talk about hell itself, I mean, Isaiah thirty three fourteen, the sinners in Zion are afraid, trembling has seized the godless, who among us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who among us can dwell with everlasting burnings? And then, uh, you know, jump jump a few chapters later in Isaiah 66. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I shall make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. From new moon to new moon, from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord, and they shall go out. And so... We're looking at heaven as a place that we are, and then Isaiah says, and then they shall go out and look on the dead bodies of the men who have rebelled against me, for their worms shall not die. That's uh, 
lo- looking at that through the eyes of, of the the audience that would have been reading that that is worms always had to do with um you know there was always this um you know things breaking down things um you know it's almost like compost you know where the, the things are just kind of um uh what's the word i'm disintegrating you know um the worm shall not die so that's never going to stop it's not like okay we're done doing this the worm's not going to die yeah. keep going uh, their fires should not be quenched, uh, and they shall be an—they uh, shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. And so, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad views of hell out there that are based on you know a guy wearing a red you know jumpsuit with a pitchfork. Um, that's kind of not really so much what the Bible, how the Bible describes him. Uh, we see a lot of dragon imagery. We see serpent mm-hmm. imagery. Um, but but the bottom line is, you know, what should we believe about hell? Well, it's 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 not it's not a split de- split second decision that we make, you know, whether or not we're going to go east or west on I eighty. You know, it's like like the way that we live, the way that we view God, the way that we, um, you know, going back to that Romans, you know, exchanging immortal God for for mortal images, you know, birds, animals, mortal man, things like that. Um, it, 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 it begins with whatever we're doing here on the earth. So if God has saved us and we're following Christ, we're following him all the way to heaven. Yeah. And if we're, if we're preferring something else, um, whether it's ourselves or something that's created rather than our creator, like that's just, that's a different, that's a different roadmap that we're following. And, yeah. and, um, you know, it's only by grace through faith that we are saved. And so, you know, it's, uh, hell is something that, that we ourselves do not need to fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh for ourselves but as christians yeah 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 but 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 we we absolutely need to have sober thinking about uh the doctrine of hell when it comes to you know spurgeon said famously you know if anyone were to go to hell you know let it only be over our dead bodies, over our dead bodies yeah. as we're reaching up trying to grab them to pull them out of that full-on sprint that they're running toward yeah. the gates of hell and that's so that's why it's important for us to to really grasp this and, and believe that it's a real thing, it's a real place, you know, it's a real destiny. Yeah. Uh destination rather. And we don't want anyone to go there because man, we can't even imagine how bad it is. Yeah. And f- for some reason, I mean, the as you're talking, the thief on the cross is sticking out in my mind. Oh yeah. Um, as we were talking about um once you once you die, there is no uh second uh decision that is made no. um there's no um okay i i've died and now i can either choose yeah god or i can choose uh i can choose heaven or i can choose hell right there's no like like <clears throat> as the thief on the cross is dying he cry he cries out to jesus and says jesus remember me when you go into your kingdom and jesus says today you'll be with me in paradise mm-hmm. um today um there's no and even when we talk about hell, like it's an, it's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's immediate. It's a, uh, you're either in the presence of the Lord once you die or you're not. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's some, there's some kind of finer, finer points to that, that I don't necessarily want to get into right now. Yeah. Cause it's not really the, the point of our conversation, but yeah, I mean, there's, it's, you know, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter nine, verse 27, you know, it's appointed that uh, for man to die once to die and then. Uh, yeah, to face judgment. face judgment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, I think Rob Bell put something out there years ago where it was like, well, after you die, then there's this whole, you know, obviously not, not orthodox in any way, shape or form, but 
Yeah. No, yeah, it's I mean that's that's the that's the reality of it. I think we're so afraid to talk about it because we're afraid people are going to call us bible bashers or they're going to call us, you know, fear mongers or things like that. Yeah. And and the the real, you know, the real reality of it is there's only one cure for this cancer. Yeah. You know, and and if we're going to sit back and not uh share that with everyone, yeah. um then can we really claim to be loving? Yeah. So, yeah, that's Yeah. So so with helping a reality um, as we're talking about the subject, I think there's an age of, of accountability of sin. Yeah, that's and I and I when I when I, when I saw that question on the uh, on the schedule for today, um, <laughs> it reminded me of a good friend of mine who actually passed away years ago. But he had a a, a a baby brother, you know, when he was growing up, who 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 died in infancy, and he, that was one of his big questions: was like, you know, is my is my brother in heaven or hell? Because we believe that. It's only by grace through faith that we're saved and, you know, in Christ. And, you know, he wasn't old enough or didn't understand enough to be able to even accept the gospel. And, and um, if, if I'm believing that it depends on our uh, our uh, perfect understanding of, of, of the doctrine of salvation, then, you know, that doesn't that doesn't sound like a great a great answer uh, for somebody who can't necessarily understand it and can't can't you know, can't. Um, you know, get the, the, the WWJD bracelet and put it on their wrist, you know, yeah. like those types of things. Especially when we're talking about, I mean, talking about the day of mourning and talking about abortion. Yeah. Um, that's a, another kind of back of the mind, back burner question. Absolutely. And so I got a couple things that I, that I thought about that I wanted to say about this. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I say it very much with, you know, the, the hope that God is good <clears throat> and, and loving and just, and he does what's right. Okay, so the Bible doesn't mention a specific age of accountability. Couldn't find it anywhere. I actually did a little did a little uh, logo search, Google search, all kinds of. I didn't really get into Lexus Nexus or anything like that, but um, <laughs> and uh, Psalm fifty one says that we're sinful from conception. Psalm fifty eight says that we're estranged from God, beginning in the womb. But that being said, we know that God saved John the Baptizer in the womb. Because he leapt for joy at the presence of Jesus, who was also in his mother's womb when they first shared the same heir, so to speak. Mm. You know, when 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 Mary went to Elizabeth's, and and, and so um, our baby saved in the womb. Absolutely, you know, mm. that, that is that is that the womb is not off limits to God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that's an interesting uh, way to think about it. But um, another thing I, I I wanted to talk about is in Second Samuel twelve twenty three. Uh, it's right after David gets called out by Nathan for being shady with Uriah's wife Bathsheba. Yeah, and then um, you know uh, after Nathan calls him out and everything, then it says that that uh, actually the the baby that David and Bathsheba had uh, died seven days after birth. It says the Lord, um, um, you know, uh, afflicted the baby, hmm. and 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 the baby died, um, and. Um, uh, it's uh, David's like mourning. He's fasting. He's you know he's seeking the Lord. After he's like, man, this is you know he's feeling, feeling the feeling the weight. Uh, but in verse twenty three of Second Samuel twelve, he says, "I will go to him, but he will not be able to come back to me." Um, yeah, as 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 David is seeking the Lord, that's the that's kind of the the conclusion he comes to, uh, that that he will one day again see his um his son who 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 died seven days after birth. Okay, so there's there's an example of, again, there's not an age of accountability, and there's not a you know there's not a hard and fast rule. I don't I, I haven't been able to find one, but the bottom line is that we're all sinful. We all need Christ yeah. as soon as we're conceived, you know, uh, uh, not not just as soon as we're born, you know, and that's and that's an important distinction too because I believe mm-hmm. that 
uh, life begins at conception. And I mean, I don't just believe that. I mean, it's just a, it's just a fact. (laughs) And so, but there's, there's not an age where we suddenly become accountable for our sin because either we pay for our sin or Christ does. Yeah. That's, that's, that's true no matter what. Yeah. But we also know from Genesis 18 that the God of all things always does what's just and right. Um, so I've hope that that if a baby or child dies, we can take comfort in it and, and trust fully in a faithful and loving God who always does what's right. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. I mean, when we talk about, um, I mean, the next question that I had for you is uh, the symbolism of the wind in the wordplay in your sermon um, that you talked about the spirit, uh, Jesus in, what is it, John? Remind me of the... John the, chapter 3. John chapter 3, right? Yeah. Um, so in John chapter three, it talks about the the spirit, the spirit being as like the wind, right? Yeah. Um, and and I actually was just listening to a sermon from a from a guy I work with uh, today, and talking about God's sovereignty, and we believe that God is sovereign in salvation. Absolutely. Um, and so if we believe that God is sovereign in salvation, that He can save a child in the womb, like we Absolutely. believe that. And so he, do, I mean, he 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 does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. And so. Uh, with that being said, I- explain the symbolism um, of that that chunk of that passage and the 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 word play. Um, can you explain your thoughts? Yeah, that? I mean, this was this was easily one of the most. Um, I think I told somebody on Sunday that I'd, I've spent more time preparing on these ten verses than than I think any other ten verses that I've preached, probably because it is such a beautiful, majestic, crazy, amazing. Uh, you know, um, ten verses of, of Jesus, you know, laying it out in a, in a way that, as we dig deeper into it, you know, I, I've mentioned before that I think it was Augustine who said, was it Augustine or no, yeah, it was Augustine who said that, you know, the Gospel of John is is shallow enough that a child won't drown, but uh, um, but deep enough that an elephant can swim, and man, such cool stuff going on in these in these ten verses. Um, and I, I did, I mentioned some, uh, sometimes I'll throw things out there because I really do want people to go home and, and dig deeper. Yeah. And like the wordplay I talked about was as you, w- as we read it in English, we see different words for wind and for spirit. Yeah. Nicodemus wouldn't have because in both Greek and Hebrew, the word for wind and spirit is the same word. Like it, so Jesus, you know, if you look at the original texts, yeah. um, so the way that we read it isn't necessarily as as uh, as cool. Uh, sometimes I think that way uh, as 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 Jesus would have been speaking it. So right off the bat, Jesus was drawing these these just um, uh, irreducible kind of parallels between the wind and the spirit, and they were sitting outside too, and it was at night, and it was probably windy. Like that, even in that, like the way that Jesus was just such a a, a master communicator. Yeah. Um. You know, he invented words, so I guess that you know he's probably good at it. Was but, the word? Yeah. You know. So as Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he mentioned the wind in reference to new birth and being born again. And we 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 discovered that that Nicodemus was a uh, you know Pharisee. Um. Jesus called him. You know, are you the teacher of the Jews? And yet you don't understand this. He says in verse ten. Uh, but since Nicodemus would have been a, a stud when it comes to the Old Testament stuff, um, he would have certainly remembered Ezekiel 37, um, the Valley of Dry Bones, as, as a lot of people would, would uh, remember it, when, when the prophet called the wind and the spirit came and gave these dead bones new life. There was new birth. There was this new regeneration. 
Uh, verse 9 of, of Ezekiel 37 says, uh, Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. And then jump down to verse 14. He promises, And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. So all of this is adding up to Nicodemus's mind just blowing up. Yeah, in so many for so many different reasons, and uh, and what was extremely cool is so we preached this on Sunday. I go home after finishing stuff up here at the church, and there's like like branches, limbs like blowing through my front yard. And my house was built in 1927. I don't know what condition the roof is in, but I was worried. I mean, it was blowing hard enough that I thought shingles were going to come off. You know, I mean. Um, so even like thinking about the power of the wind, I talked about these tornado walls that that some scientists proposed back in 2014. Um, I read about it. Those in the, pesky scientists. I know, right? It was in the Journal of Physics of something or other. I don't know. I mean, it, why were you reading that, Justin? I'm a man of of many interests. And, Are you? Uh, uh, just a, an wind intellect, walls? an intellect that it, that, that is far uh, far exceeds. No, I. I was looking up. Honestly, you want to know the re- so I'm sitting here in my office one night working on my sermon and I'm thinking about the wind and I'm thinking about tornadoes. And I actually wondered if anyone had ever thought about making tornado walls. And so I looked I just googled tornado walls and then I looked through and finally found a, a halfway reputable uh journal, you know, it's like where they actually had data, where they actually had, you know, scientists like, you know, it wasn't just like, "Hey, we should build a wall." I mean, there's a lot of wall building wanting to be going on right now, but yeah. So anyway, build the wind wall. <laughs> yeah, keep uh, keep the wind. So, anyways, um, but looking at how you you just can't do that. Like yeah. the wind is so powerful that wind, uh, wind storms, tornadoes start 11 miles sometimes above the Earth's surface at 60,000 feet. No so, big deal. I don't know how to build a wall that tall. Structurally, you, I don't think, can. No, I don't think, I think, yeah, that's, I mean, I want to go down that rabbit trail, but I don't because <laughs> no one listening to this wants to hear me, you know, talk about that. Speculate so. on architecture? No, it's not really my area of expertise. You know, neither is, it's not mine either, so. Spelling's not my expertise either, but hmm. <laughs> there's there's grace for that, too. Yes, there right. is. Yes, there is. Well, also, hey, real quick. If you skipped the Brad Story podcast, go back and listen to it because it's amazing. Um, good golly, just super cool. So if you're listening to this for the first time, there's a ton of podcasts you need to listen to as well. But start with the Brad Story one because it's just super cool listening to how God works in people's lives. Heard that. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in. No, I appreciate it. Uh, so this has been the Glass City Church podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We got podcasts coming out every week on Wednesday. It'll be podcast Wednesday when this comes out. Uh, all the cool kids are following us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so make sure you're doing that and subscribing to iTunes. We hope this has been a blessing to you and hope you have a good rest of your week. You've been listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more content and more information about Glass City Church, visit our website at www.glasscitychurch.org.